We are I. Yeah, on today's episode, we're going to talk about sleep hacking 101. You know, like this is this is a topic that I cover with people all the time, and I end up talking about it all the time with people. You know, I'm passionate about it, yes, but I'm passionate about it for myself first and foremost. And you know, when people find out that I only sleep four and a half hours or five hours of sleep a night, and with how much energy that I have, they immediately think that hey, I need to do something similar. But that's a huge misconception, and I want people to understand that you know, like sleep hacking doesn't need mean less sleep sleep hacking just simply means you know getting better quality sleep like how can i hack my sleep to be able to make it better you know this can come with less sleep it can come with more sleep what you choose to eat before bed you know things that you have you know in your room around you like while you're sleeping or just environmental factors of your life you know so you know outside of like more hours or less hours i just want to kind of cover a few things here that you know really impact you know our sleep like we know this through and through you know the science tells us this you know there's countless countless testimonials online no matter where you go that can contest this as well you know the food you eat before bed you know outside of what that food is like how much is it you know like is your body just struggling through digestion all night because you've ate too much before bed you know this impacts your sleep you know then on top of that it's like well what have you ate have you ate you know stuff that's extremely high in energy you know like really simple carbohydrates or a lot of carbohydrates period you know like we don't need to feed our body energy before bed because we don't want to give our body energy before bed you know so this is a time where you know where we can look a little bit more into you know like fats and carbohydrates and you know micronutrients to be able to give our body the tools at night while we're sleeping to be able to repair and recover because that's what our goals are when we're sleeping reduce inflammation you know build new cells you know build new muscle tissue you know just repair recover and set us up for the next day that's our goals you know so when people are eating a lot of carbohydrates before bed you know simple or not we're supplying our body with an energy source and we don't need to do that you know and yes protein gets turned into an energy source so does fat you know we can go down that rabbit hole another day you know but the big thing is is we can we can eliminate carbohydrates completely from our diet before bed and that that's going to help you know another thing is going to be is reducing the amount of stress that we carry when we go into bed you know that's where people are looking at you know stretching before bed yoga before bed meditation before bed you know what are some of the things that we can do to be able to relax our mind and have less stimulation before bed you know getting into a habit of not watching tv before bed electronics you know out of the bedroom you know no cell phone hype beside the bed you know we're all guilty for it you know our alarm clocks are on our cell phones these days but you know those radio waves they affect us when we sleep all these little things like that like they really contribute to in like this big piece of the pie that's sleep quality you know and when we start to eliminate some of these things along the way our sleep quality is going to go up so there's no point in changing the amount of hours that you sleep, whether it's more hours or less hours, until you make some of these other changes first, or else you're just not going on accurate data. What we need to be able to have the most authentic data possible, and you know, if you're eating, you know, like a handful of Twizzlers, you know, before you go to bed, and then you try to sleep more, sleep less, 
like, well, of course we're not going to get a good quality sleep because we're packing a bunch of sugar in the body right before, you know, or like, are you eating those, you know, Twizzlers after, you know, getting in an argument with the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, or, you know, just put in like a really high stress environment, you know, that's not cool either. You know, like there's all these little factors that are going to come into play that we need to eliminate beforehand or do our best to. Obviously, life's not perfect and we can only do our best, but we, when we're looking at how can we get a better quality sleep, these are some of the things that we just need to prioritize. So, you know, when you get all those things refined down and you're like, okay, you know, like what am I going to do before I go to bed to be able to set, you know, like the standard for my sleep and be the, the best quality sleep that I can. Well, these are the things that we want to do. And again, just like that quick recap, we need to, you know, get the electronics, any anything emitting like a signal, Wi-Fi signal or, you know, incoming, outgoing, anything that's just going to disrupt our sleep. We want to try to get out of the bedroom, you know, not having simple carbohydrates or, you know, minimizing the carbohydrates that we have before bed, minimizing stress, you know, setting ourselves up for success in a stress-free environment, yoga, meditation, you know, relaxation, reading, you know, something along these lines that can help relax our mind, you know, and then, you know, really focusing on, you know, making sure that our, our body and our mind have the proper tools, you know, like when we do go to sleep that, you know, we're going to repair the most, you know, reducing inflammation, you know, building new cells, building new muscle tissue, you know, just everything that we need to give our body so that when we do get in REM sleep, we're getting the best of that world. So then outside of the hours that we're sleeping, we also want to look at what we're doing in the morning so that when we do wake up, you know, we're feeling refreshed and we're giving our body the energy for the day, you know, but, you know, as we all know, you know, we can feel like we're cognitively tired in the morning, you know, versus physically tired. Our body should have energy first thing in the morning, but what we do is we just don't feel refreshed, you know, so like, in the morning when we need to, you know, start to get the, the cognitive function going and, you know, we want to get the wheels going and we want to start thinking and processing information and being efficient in the day, you know, this is where breakfast may be the most important meal of the day, but not in like the traditional sense in my eyes when it comes to what we need to do when we wake up in the morning. You know, so if we look at, you know, the things like water, you know, our brain being properly hydrated, you know, like water is 75% of the weight of our brain. So when we're dehydrated, like we're just not processing those signals like through our brain efficiently at all. Like we, we need this, like we need our brain to be properly hydrated. So having water in the morning, we all know this, just another reason why give your, give your mind the tools, give your, your, your cognitive function, the, the fighting chance to be strong first thing in the morning. You know, also having things like ample, you know, vitamin B12 and folate, you know, to be able to help reduce the amount of homeocysteine levels in the body, you know, because what happens is when we don't have enough B12 and folate in our body, you know, like these two vitamins increase the amount of homeocysteine levels in the, in the bloodstream and our brain's going to actually feel the impact of that. And, you know, like we don't want that. We don't want that at all, you know. Getting more phytonutrients, you know, that's going to be our antioxidants, our anti-inflammatory agents, you know, again, reducing inflammation in the body is huge for cognitive function. And then giving our, our brain the tools it needs to be able to feed from with omega-3s, you know, DHA and EPA, just filling our body with the nutrients our brain is starving to be able to, you know, use and process to be able to create better cognitive function. You know, like all these things are like what we need to do in the morning. So like, you know, really simply in the morning, you have your 
glass of warm water. You know, you have your multivitamin and multi-mineral. And, you know, like for me, I have fish roe in the morning and lion's mane. You know, some things that like we know that are extremely good for the brain, extremely good for cognitive function, just help fire me up. You know, so that's back end and front end. You know, like give your body the tools on both sides of those to say like, well, now how do I feel throughout my day? Then we can start looking at the actual sleep itself. Saying, okay, well, what does the actual sleep look like that I'm getting? And this is where the watches like the Fitbits and the Apple watches and, you know, like the tracking software comes into play. Because you need to be able to go back into that data and you need to look and say, okay, well, you know, like where's my restless episodes? So I'll use myself as an example because it's only the information that I truly have to be able to compare. So when I started this process a couple of years ago, you know, I was the same thing, trying my best to be able to achieve this eight or nine hours. The problem is, is that it never really felt like organic to me as a person, like just trying to force myself to sleep eight or nine hours, you know, so I always kind of felt like that I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to be doing. You know, but like, I just knew I had this thirst inside me to say like, hey, something proved that this be wrong. Like, I don't need this eight or nine hours because I truly authentically don't feel like I do. You know, so then I'm like, okay, well, I got this Fitbit specifically to start tracking my sleep in. I noticed I was having like 17, 20, 25 restless episodes a night and realizing there was never a, a majority of time that I was in REM sleep. So I'm like, well, of course, you know, I probably don't feel my best in the morning because I'm never really getting the best sleep that I can. So I'm not repairing my muscles, you know, from working out, not giving my body a fighting chance to be able to reduce inflammation and set myself up for the next day. So I'm always at a little bit of a deficit. So what can I do to, to flip that? So I'm like, okay, I really need to commit to sleeping more. I've always been indoctrinated. I've always been told, everybody's always told, you always see all this, like you need to sleep more. Sleeping more is better. Sleeping eight, nine hours, like get that quality sleep. So I really tried to force myself to do it. I did all these things like I explained, you know, at the start and at the end, you know, I was reducing the amount of carbohydrates before bed, reducing the amount of stress, meditating, reading, doing all these things. Then in the morning, I was waking up, you know, warm water, multivitamins, you know, fish, roe, lion's mate, all this stuff. Saying, okay, well, now I should be able to do it. Given my brain all the everything that it needs, you know, I'm I'm reducing inflammation in my body. I'm doing everything that I can to be able to reduce stress, and you know, this should impact my sleep. I should be able to sleep better. I should be able to get a better quality sleep, but I wasn't. So I'm like, okay, well, if the sleep I was getting is not helping, the sleep I'm trying to force myself to have, um, because based on the information that we've always been told, well, that wasn't working either. Well, let's try to start like reducing that amount of hours. You know, so I was sleeping about, you know, like six, you know, maybe seven hours a night. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm having all these restless episodes, where can we start this process? So I'm like, well, let's start with six hours. I'm just going to schedule six hours of sleep in and say, okay, well, what is this going to do and how is this going to impact, you know, my day? Like, how is it going to impact my sleep? How is it going to impact how I feel? So I started running that for a week or two and all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel a little bit better. And I looked at, you know, like the sleep tracking info, obviously every day and realizing that my restless episodes was starting to go down. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, I'm getting a better quality sleep now. Still a ton of restless episodes, but this is the first time I've actually seen like a significant reduction in the amount of restless episodes that I was getting every night. So I'm like, yeah, hey, well, I'm going to keep with it. I'm going to keep, you know, reading, meditating, you know, reducing the amount of carbohydrates, reducing the amount of stress, you know, before I go to bed, taking the electronics out of the room, like all these things, stacking the cards in my favor, being preventative before I even go to sleep. 
when I wake up, I'm going to keep doing all these things to give my brain and my body the ability to be able to function more clearly throughout my day. You know, like I'm getting the benefit of a good sleep. You know, so then I'm like, okay, after a few weeks, I'm like, how can I refine this down even more? So I'm like, I'm going to go from six hours to five and a half hours. And you're like, how is this going to work for me? I ran that for a couple of weeks and realized like, hey, you know, like I'm starting to get less restless episodes again. I'm having a longer duration of REM sleep and I'm again starting to feel a little bit better during the day. You know, and I'm like everybody else. Like I'm, I have a thirst for having more hours in a day. Always tell people there's just not enough hours in a day, tons of stuff I want to do, not enough time to do it. And now I'm kind of gaining a little bit more time. And the best part about that is it was morning time when everybody else was sleeping where I could do more. You know, I always worked out anyway, but I started shifting my workouts to earlier in the morning, you know, before anybody in the family got up you know, getting more emails replied to all this stuff that was just always kind of during my day, but I could really clear that off the plate in the morning. I would just set the rest of my day up for success, you know, but I was still getting some restless episodes, even though I was doing all these things and had all these control measures in place. And I was like, okay, you know, like it, it can be a little bit better because I know people when they go to bed and they're tracking their sleep from the second they go to bed, you know, they fall asleep instantly. They sleep like a zombie all night long and then just wake up in the morning. Like I know people like this. I've seen their stats on their their tracking software. I know it's real, but how can I get there? You know, so I brought it down again. I got it down about five hours, and I really know it's like this was this was the most pinnacle for me personally. You know, like it was the you know I think at that point in time I was less than ten restless episodes a night. You know, just these these big durations, and most of those restless episodes were you know like right when I was going to bed or like first thing in the morning where it's understandable you know you're kind of tossing around a little bit you know to be able to fall asleep and then you know you're tossing around a little bit as you're starting to wake up completely understandable but I'm like okay I'm like this is good well just just for fun let's try it a little bit more let's let's reduce it. let's go four and a half hours so I ran that for quite a significant point in time like months and I the one thing I realized is that once I made the conscious choice to go to bed as I was walking to the bed, and you know, there's people in my life that can contest this. It was like my body was just falling asleep on the way to the bed. Like, but once I made the choice, once my mind knew that sleep was coming, it just completely shut me down. So I was like, this is fantastic. Like, this is what I want. Like, I don't have to spend any time doing all this, like, you know, pre-bed preparation. All of a sudden, I'm just, I'm there. Like, my my mind and my body are just how I felt good up until this point. Okay, I'm going to bed. Okay, I'm sleeping. I would sleep completely throughout the night, not move, no restless episodes at all. Most of the time I was waking up before my alarm would go off at 3.30 in the morning. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I feel good waking up this early. I, the alarm doesn't wake me up. I don't feel groggy. Like I feel well rested. I feel like this is what I've been trying to achieve. This is how I got it down to about the four and a half or five hours. Now, again, I don't suggest that for everybody. It took me two years to be able to find all this information out. That's what I want people to take away, that this wasn't just random guessing like, hey, I'm doing what everybody else is doing. Hey, I seen this clickbait article like, hey, you know, Mark Wahlberg's doing this or anybody like it was just it was a refinement down on my own data and choices that I was making. You know, so that's that's the takeaway, you know, like you, you need to invest in yourself and you need to invest this time into figuring out, you know, like what's going to work the best for you. You know, so like that's the actual sleep hacking, you know, so. I also don't want everybody to think that when I wake up in the morning, I get like these short sleeps that not every day I feel fantastic. That's for one, isn't true. And two, that I do this seven days a week, 365 days a year because I don't. 
the vast majority of the time that I do, you know, but sometimes I do end up sleeping like six or seven hours. But the one thing, you know, that I feel and I complain about to everybody is I never feel good. I never feel refreshed. And some people will say, oh, Blake's this because you're overtired and this, that, and the next thing. And I just, I authentically don't believe that to be true. You know, because if I can sleep four and a half, five hours and feel fantastic and I feel good and I feel ready to take it on, I sleep six or seven hours and I don't feel that same way, there's something that is wrong. The big thing is just at the same time, is like when I know that I'm going to go to sleep, my body shuts it down immediately and I just fall asleep. On days I know I don't have to get up at 3.30 where I have the option of not getting up to 3.30, my body will naturally sleep that extra hour or two. Not by choice, it just does. So it's like I just I let my mind and my body kind of dictate that. But the big thing that I personally feel is I do not ever feel refreshed sleeping those extra few hours. Like I don't. I just don't. And then, like I said, like there's just some days where you're going to be tired, you know, and it may or may not have to do with the less quality sleep or less sleep, but better quality sleep. Because there's not one person in this world that can tell me that if you sleep, seven, eight, nine hours and you have a ton of restless episodes all night long and you're not authentically in REM sleep sleeping that that is better than sleeping this like four and a half or five hours or maybe five and a half hours depending on whatever it is for you. The key is what we're trying to get in is the most abundant amount of REM sleep that we can because this is the most important sleep to us. So again, it's like, you know, breaking that mold and thinking outside the box saying, hey, there's no average anything for anybody in this world that's going to be the set standard for the 7 billion people we have here. So why would sleep be the same way? Why would sleep be the same for 7 or more billion people in this world? How can everybody sleep 8 or 9 hours and that be the optimal range? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. There's there's too much variety to life. There's too many different body types, people, young, old, short, fat, skinny, whatever you want it to be. There's just too many different people for that to reign true. So that alone should want you to question, well, am I one of these people that actually needs to sleep eight or nine hours? Or can I refine the system down and actually sleep better and make better use of this extra time that I might have as a result of that? You know, because that's ultimately sleep hacking is just finding out what hours work the best for you. And we have all this software now and we have all these ways to be able to track that. So why aren't you? Why aren't you willing to invest the time to be able to figure those things out for yourself? Because this is only going to benefit you. And it's going to benefit you in, in so many different ways. You can get more time. You know, you might get less time because you might find out you need to sleep more. That might work better for you. But why wouldn't you want that? You know, like there's a lot of different ways to be able to skin this cat, but the, the thing is most people are wearing this technology already and not really using this technology to their advantage. If you have, if you're wearing a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, why not understand your sleep a little bit better? Or when you're joking around with everybody at the office or your buddies or, you know, whoever and saying, oh, ha, I got like 24 restless episodes every night, like that's not cool. You know, take that time saying like, hey, like how can I actually change that so I don't get these restless episodes? Because that's the whole point of having this tra tracking software in the first place is actually using it to our advantage, using it as a tool for success instead of just stats to look at and then forget about them, and the next day, look at them again and then forget about them and just keep that cycle going. Like use this information to your advantage. So then we get into the sleep hacking there. You know, we kind of explain you know, like the before, you know, like the after and then the during the actual sleep itself, you know, and then the one thing that I brought up is that I don't want everybody to feel like that I feel refreshed all the time, you know, every single day, all day, every day, you know, there'll be, 
you know, I don't even know if I'd average it out maybe like once every 10 days. I might have a nap in the afternoon for 10, 15 minutes. You know, just quickly close the eyes, fall asleep real quick, wake up five, 10 minutes later. I'll do things like that. You know, like, and that's fine and it should be fine. And I'm not saying don't do that. And I'm not saying that I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, go to bed at like 11 o'clock at night and that just be seamless all day. Like some days there is times when you need a nap. You know, I feel like that for me because like some days are just, heavier you know mentally and emotionally some days are heavier physically some days it's a combination of both and you just need a five or ten minute pick me up and there's some days that you need that and you can't get it you know so what do we do then you know like most people like what we all do is like hey where's the coffee you know i drink coffee too i'm not going to deny it i'm not going to try to hide it you know like coffee like i enjoy it have one or two cups a day you know sometimes i'll stop at starbucks too or you know sometimes i'll have a tea you know, but the one thing I want everybody to remember too is like when it comes down, you know, to like caffeine is really kind of like as much as it's real energy, it's, it's artificial. Like we need to be able to give our mind and our body tools to be able to be successful. And the reason why I say this because I recognized about six or eight months ago that when I feel tired, it's never my body. Like my body feels tired when, you know, maybe I have the flu. And, you know, your body's aching and your body's tired. Like, you know, I'll feel tired then. But, like, my body physically doesn't feel tired. But what it always feels tired is kind of like your mind. Your cognitive function is just not as sharp. So I'm like, well, what what's a cocktail that I could have, like, in the, in the afternoon? And, you know, outside of going for, like, you know, margaritas and stuff to be able to jack the energy up. Like, I'm talking, like, authentically, like, what is something I can do, you know, like, for my brain to be able to just function better? You know, so on days when I was really tired in the middle of the day or I knew it was coming on or I, I could foresee that, I could forecast that, you know, in the next few days, okay, well, I got this real heavy day coming up. I'm going to work out three times that day and then this day's just slammed with meetings and clients all day and, okay, well, on the flip side of the third day, I'm going to be real tired. This prob probability is pretty high. You know, so what can I do on that day to run a little experiment to see what I can do? You know, so on days like this is when I started having like a like a beet and turmeric juice. You know, like the turmeric to be able to reduce the inflammation in my body. You know, obviously we know with beets it's going to help, you know, raise your hemoglobin levels as long as we have a little bit of uh, vitamin C to be able to, you know, couple in there too to be able to, you know, boost the hemoglobin levels. Hemoglobin helps get more oxygen to the brain. You know, I'll drink more water that day to make sure that I'm not dehydrated. You know, then I have like a couple lion's mane, you know, with some fish rolling in the afternoon again. Just give my brain an EPA blast, DHA blast, and just everything that I know, like like all these micronutrients, phytonutrients, you know, B12, full, like everything, like everything that we know, like the, the top five things you can do for your brain, omega-3s, antioxidants, vitamins, you know, B12, folate, phytonutrients, and water. You know, I know some of those sound repetitive, but some are just slightly more important because of the things they do in the body. So you want to make sure that they're in there or the concentrations are higher. You know, you have this little cocktail like in the middle of the afternoon instead of having a coffee. And I'm telling you, it's going to be razor sharp. Like the mind is going to be razor sharp and it brings energy to a whole different level because your mind, your brain is firing on all cylinders and all capacities. You know, and this is what we want. You know, it's the one thing with like caffeine. The problem is like, Sometimes we get too jacked on that caffeine. We end up getting a little bit of anxiety from that. We all know what that feels like. The little jitters from the caffeine, anxiety levels are running a little bit high. And like that's not clear cognitive function. What we want is to be razor sharp when we're tired. You know, but if coffee is going to make us a little bit anxious and a little bit jittery, that's kind of not really the best situation that we can mandate or dictate. You know, and going to, 
you know, a place that has cold pressed juice or, you know, like booster juice or something to get like an actual pressed juice, not like an actual booster juice itself. You know, by going to a place like this, you're going to spend the same amount that you would on a coffee anyway and just stack your brain with the nutrients it needs to be cognitively strong. You know, so why not give that a try? You know, because the one thing too, if people are, you know, going through that slump in the middle of the afternoon and, you know, like they reach for that donut or, you know, just anything sugar, anything packed with sugar, it doesn't even have to be as bad as the face of a donut. It could be, you know, a muffin that you think is healthy or a so-called healthy protein bar, you know, but just something has a lot of sugar in it. You know, so this we're going to kind of get, you know, maybe a little bit into the rabbit hole in the deep end. So I won't spend too much time in it, you know, but what we know now about the science behind it is when, when we eat something sugary, it becomes ATP blocking, you know, adenosine triphosphate. And this is what our body uses as energy, you know, so we become really dependent on that sugar, not giving our body the tools to even have energy within itself. You know, so we take tools away. It's like having the coffee, you're kind of taking some of the tools away to be cognitively clear. And if our goal is to make sure that our body has energy and our mind has energy to be strong, you know, we can't be taking those tools away. But again, it's also breaking the mold and breaking the traditions and breaking the routines of what people do where they reach for those quick, easy carbohydrates or that coffee or a combination of both, you know, mid-afternoon when they're going through the slump. You know, we need to make better choices and reach for something more, you know, whether it's a cold-pressed juice at least or, you know, like a raw salad, you know, like something that just has like a bunch of nutrients in it to be able to stack those cards back in our favor. You know, so if you really want to challenge yourself, you know, challenge yourself with a few of these things, you know, like track your sleep to understand it. You know, in the middle of the day when you're going through those slumps, you know, give your body some of the tools so that on the days, you know, when you are, you know, sleep hacking and you're still kind of tired that day because it's understandable because we're all just human beings, you know, go through and have some of these tools in place so that, you know, even when you go to bed that night, when you're just like, oh, finally, I can close up my eyes and, you know, I can go to sleep and, you know, catch up on that proverbial sleep that we're all trying to catch up on, even though we can't. Then you have those nutrients floating around in your body that you want for when you go to bed so that you can build, you know, better quality tissue, better quality, you know, muscle, reduce inflammation in the body. Our whole goal of going to bed is to be able to rejuvenate and be able to wake up the next day as a better human being. You know, so why wouldn't we do that? Like coffee is not going to help that. You know, like that junk protein bar packed full of sugar, that donut or that muffin or like whatever we grab in the afternoon, like that's that's not going to do that. You know, like even simply just, you know, taking like a tablespoon of peanut butter in the middle of the afternoon, downing that tablespoon of peanut butter and just waiting, just wait, just be patient and see how that, you know, like that nutrient blast, like that fat gets absorbed into your body and how you can use that as energy. You know, like the problem is, you know, in situations like that, you know, like we don't, we compare everything to like a caffeine kick, you know, but like we just kind of got to get back up to baseline. You don't need like amped up energy of just like this crazy athlete in the middle of the day sitting at the office. You just need to not go through your slump, you know, and why we're going through that slump, you know, maybe a whole different reason anyway that we'll get into some other time when your blood sugar levels are dipping. But, you know, really at the end of the day, when it comes down to if you just need clear cognitive function, you know, grab the better tools, go for the better tools. That's what you need. You know, it all becomes a part of the sleep hacking. The sleep hacking is just a better experience. And, you know, getting a better quality sleep is just living a better quality life during the day as well. You know, so like, like sleep hacking is a big thing. It's a big component. There's a lot of pieces to that pie. And that's what I want people to know. 
you know, so again, you know, you can do some of these things, you can think about, it, you can see, you can, you know, implement some of these strategies in your life and say like, hey, does it even make sense? And yeah, it might be a lot of time at the beginning, but hey, if you could sleep a little bit better during the night, you know, if you could carve out an extra half an hour, hour, hour and a half in every single day to be a little bit more productive and a little bit more efficient, you know, why not? Why not give it a try? You know, why not try eating a little bit healthier in the day? Not just because it's the right thing to do, you know, but it's the right thing to do for so many reasons. You know, it's better body for you, better functioning body, better sleep, better example for people around you, making the cultural shift into getting back into a more, you know, health oriented lifestyle like what we all should be doing. Because all of these things are going to affect our sleep and this is all sleep hacking. You know, so again, like I just, I challenge everybody to think, you know, sleep hacking is not just sleeping less. It's not that. It's so much more than that. You want it to be more than that. It's not about taking anything away. It's not about restricting anything for yourself. It's not anything along those lines. Like sleep hacking, is, is, it's big and it's fun and it can be fun. It can be a little bit of an experiment. You know, have a little bit of fun with it and actually see what works for you. You know, because like I know for me personally, having a really good conversation with somebody that I enjoy talking to before bed, going to sleep about 11 o'clock, I power sleep all night long. I'll get up about 3, 3.30, they're with my alarm or without my alarm, hop in the shower, have a shower, come out of the shower, have a, about a cup and a half of warm water, two tablespoons of fish roe, and two lion's mane, pop that back, go to the gym, work out, and I am just sharp for the rest of the day. Like the, But that's me. That might not be your standard. You know, it might you might be something different, a lot different, a little bit different. I don't know, but you know, like we're all not the same. Same reason why that I know sleeping eight hours it doesn't work for me. Like it, it doesn't. I I don't know if I've ever really ever slept eight hours consistently in my entire life, and I can't force myself to sleep more. But the one thing I can do is stress out about not sleeping enough because I'm not meeting a standard, an average that's supposed to be mandated for the seven billion people on this planet. But again, that doesn't make sense. I'm sure when you're thinking about it, it doesn't make sense to you either. Because again, there's no real set standard. Everybody is different. But the thing is, before, you know, like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, when we didn't have what we have today, we didn't have the tools that we have to be able to figure these things out on our own. You don't need to hire anybody. Take everything you've learned from this last, you know, 30, 40 minutes on this podcast to be able to really fine tune what it's going to take to be successful for you. Like you don't need to hire somebody to be able to do it. Like if you have a Fitbit, you're you're 90% of the way there already anyway. It might be just slightly adjusting your diet and grabbing that book that already has dust on it and you know taking your cell phone out of your room and you know just maybe meditating for 3 to 5 minutes before you go to bed. Like these are all really simple easy things that you can do to be able to change that quality of sleep and that is sleep hacking. So yeah, before we start going into any more rabbit holes and stuff, I'm going to leave it there. You know, hope that you guys gain some more information and you know like feel free like roll those DMs in and you know hit me up again. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you know, anything, however you want to reach out, you know, ask those questions that you guys always ask. I'm more than happy to be able to answer them for you and stuff. So, uh, again, that's kind of sleep hacking 101. You know, it can be fun, can be tedious, just really depends on what you want it to be. And, uh, yeah, cheers to getting a better sleep for everybody.